You're listening to a podcast by Abide Church and Pastor Dan DeBell in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We pray this podcast helps you live, love, and look more like Jesus this week. Enjoy the message. Today we're going to be talking about dreaming big. We're going to be talking about dreams, and it's all based off of this verse in Ephesians 3.20. It says this, it says, Now to him who is able to do infinitely more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Today we're going to be talking about dreaming big. Let's pray. God, thank you, Lord, so much for you. Um, thank you that you, you care about us, Lord. You can use us. You will use us. And so we get to dream big. And I thank you, Father, for that. I thank you, Lord, that even the dreams that we might have, we might have given up, Lord, that you will revive those in our hearts today because your word is true. And we thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. All right. Now, I got a question for you. What were some of your guys' dreams as a kid? Like, what was your dream job? Anybody? Anybody? Football player, okay, like Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Uh, maybe not Tom Brady. Okay, Bre- uh, Brett Favre, of course, yeah. That's all I hear about this, guys, Brett Favre. Anybody else? What, what were some of your dreams as a kid? I know probably for what? What did you say? Movie director. Movie director, okay, come on, somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, Pink Power Ranger, yeah, I, did, I didn't see that one coming, okay. Uh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> that's awesome. I love Pink Power Rangers. Maybe for you, it was to be like this guy right here, the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Jordan. Yeah, um, he's awesome. I don't know if you guys have seen his uh, documentary on Netflix. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm not recommending it, but it's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's awesome. Maybe you want to be a basketball player. Um, maybe you wanted to be, I don't know, for some of you ladies, maybe not a basketball player or a football player, but you maybe want to be a princess growing up. I, I didn't grow up with sisters, so I don't know. But maybe you want to be a princess growing up, um, the knight in shining armor defeating the dragon, but this dragon's really, really lame. I don't know why that picture is, but yeah, maybe you want to be that, or maybe... Um, this was one of my dreams growing up. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be like Jim Carrey or like this guy right here. Denzel Washington, the man. Uh, he even has a song out there. Yeah, it's pretty great. He, some might say he's the best actor ever. Um, and I wish he was here to say this. Like, no lie. This is just a s- slide. Like, I didn't put dream big on it. He, he was already there. So I would love to hear him say in his words, dream big. That'd just be so cool. But maybe you want to be an actor or a singer. We got Tori Kelly up here. Uh, maybe you want to be a singer, uh, and she's awesome. I, I want to be a singer, and there's more stories to tell about that uh, here in a sec. It's kind of embarrassing, but we have all these dreams as a kid, and we have all these things that we want to do, and like I said, today we're talking about dreams, and I was this close, this close to naming this, the uh, name Dream On just for the Aerosmith. Like, I really wanted to play Dream On, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would be awesome. I would have loved that, but I thought, it's church, you know. That might scare some people off. Um, so I didn't do it. But like I said, we have all these dreams as a kid. And for me, this is embarrassing. I'll tell you two embarrassing stories. I don't know why I decided to embarrass myself like this, but I will. Just dive on in. Um, whenever I was four years old, I wanted to be a cowboy. I just wanted to be a cow. Yeah, it's embarrassing. My friend's looking at me like, what? Yeah, I, that's like, you can ask my family. Like, I was in the chaps. I had the boots. I had the little hat. I had a, like a robe, like all this stuff. And I walk around. And um, the reason why this is embarrassing is because uh, one day my mom left me at aftercare. And she was like, oh, no, he's going to be crying. He's going to be so sad. 
And she walks in, and I'm in all my cowboy stuff. And I don't know how many girls there were, but she said there were girls. Could be one, could be plethora, I don't know. But she said they were all around me, and they were all calling me Little Smokey, which I hate that nickname. And so I'm not, don't ever call me Little Smokey, please, dear God. Because um, obviously I'm not a cowboy now. Um, so that's, that's the thing. That dream died. And then the other one was I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a singer. And, in fact, my, my brother's here. And uh, we had a band back in the day. We called ourselves the Plastic Silverware, which is really lame. I named that. Um, we had matching fedoras, which is also embarrassing. I hope all these pictures are deleted. And we even made, like, he would play the guitar. He's an amazing artist. Um, but I would write the songs, so they're not that good. I was, like, 11. I had a really, like, high voice. And, but whenever I hit puberty and my voice changed, I realized I can't sing anymore. And so, um, yes, some of my friends know that. So that dream crashed and burned. And thankfully, like Apple Computer, where it was all stored, that thing died as well. So there is no proof. There is no evidence. You will never hear any of it. Thank God. I'm so happy for that. But we have all these dreams as a kid. You have dreams. And think back, though. Think back to the dreams that you had as a kid. Like, think back. Maybe they were a little crazy. I know Wyatt's was. I guarantee you they were crazy. They were crazy, but they were fun, right? They were fun. And for me, I wanted to be Spider-Man growing up. In fact, I was this close to being named Peter Parker. Um, Asked my, ask my family. I, I was so close, but then I guess my mom didn't want the initials to be PPW. Um, I, I don't know why. And I'm not Spider-Man, obviously. But I wanted to be him. I would name, I would sign all my names as Spider-Man. Like, it was name, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I wanted to be him so bad. And I wanted to, I had that dream. And then I realized I wasn't Spider-Man. So, and, but the dreams that we had were fun. And we think back and we laugh and we're like, wow, I wanted to be, man, a power puff rage. I wanted to do all these different things. And it seems like we're on this high. But then as adults, sometimes it seems like the roller coaster drops and it's like our dreams don't really come. Some of them don't come to pass. Maybe there's, there's hurt that happens or maybe there's life circumstances that come in the way. Or we realize that we're actually not a superhero. That, that was what happened to me. But there are all these different things that whenever life comes in and, and things happen, our dreams, we can give them up. And we could say, you know what, I guess that wasn't God. Or I guess I'm not going to do what God's called me to do. And so we give it up. And there's hurt there and there's pain. And it can make us second guess. It can make us doubt what God said and to believe the lie that, you know what, God, he can't use me. He can't use me. You know why? Because, because of my sin. Because I've sinned so, so, so much. I'm still dealing with the same sin. Or, man, I'm even, like, turning away from God. And so we think God's like this. We think that he's, he's up there. Obviously, he's not an ant. But he's up there. He's thumbs down. He's not, he's not having it. And he has the red pen. He's marking off all the sins that we do. Saying, nope, you did that wrong. Nope, you did that wrong. And we look at our life sometimes like this. We look at it like it's the brush strokes of our life is, is gross. We're like, oh, that, the sin that I have, It's, it's gross. I don't want to do anything with it. And God wouldn't want to use me. God can't use me because of that. I'm turning away from God. I'm running from God. I'm just going through the motions. And we think this is what our life looks like. So we think we, he, he can't use me. Or we think, you know what, if, even if he could use me, he wouldn't want to. 
He wouldn't want to. You know why? Because check it out. There's, there's all these other people out there. You know, there's people like Pastor Dan. There's people like, golly, like John Maxwell. There's people like the rock. God could use the rock. You know what I'm saying? Like he's ripped. He's awesome. Like God could use him. And we think, you know, that's a pastor's job. Or that's somebody at the church. Or that's somebody more spiritual than me. God wouldn't want to use me. He knows all, all this stuff about me. And we lose the dreams that we had because they didn't come to pass. And we doubt and we believe the lies. And this, tr- this, this verse in Proverbs 29, 18 comes true in our lives without us even realizing it. I don't know if you guys have been there, but this is what it says. It says, where there's no vision, the people perish. I don't know if you've been there. Like, I've been there. There's, where there's no vision, the people perish. It's like, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life. The message actually says this. It says this. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. And I don't know about you, I've been there. I'll raise both hands for Like, I've been there where this is exactly where I was two months ago. Whenever I graduated, graduated was, like, awesome. But then I didn't know. I, I was like, man, I'm still dealing with all the sin in my life. Like, other people can do it. And I was exactly, I didn't think God could use me. And I didn't think God would want to use me. And I was stumbling all over myself. Didn't have any purpose. Didn't have any vision. Didn't have any dreams. And maybe that's where some of you guys are at today. That dream that God's put inside of you, you've given it up. But I love the second part of this verse. It says, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. When they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And here's the good news, is that Jesus died on the cross for you and for me to take all our sin, to take all our shame, to take our story, and to be able to say, hey, I've called you. I love you. I've anointed you. I want you. You, to have good things, to dream big, I will use you. He says, I'm going to take all your sin, all the stuff that looks nasty like this. He says, I'm going to take all of it, and here's what I'm going to do. You might not want it, but here's what, I, what it's going to become. Check it out. He said, I'm gonna be, it's going to become a masterpiece. He said, I'm going to use the sin, the shame, the story that you have. I'm going to take it away, but I'm going to make it into a masterpiece. You just got to trust me. You just got to dream big. Got to dream big. That's the thing. He says this in Ephesians 2.10. He says that you are God's masterpiece. In Ephesians 3.20, actually. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, he says he's able to do infinitely more than all we can ask or imagine. Infinitely more than all we can ask or imagine. But he says this about you. He says, hey, you're beautifully and wonderfully made. Ephesians 2.10, it says this. It says that we are God's handiwork. Everybody look at yourself, point at yourself like this. Yeah. Say, I'm God's handiwork. Oh, come on. Are you guys asleep? You guys say, say I'm God's handiwork. Now, now, now say it with your chest. Say, say it like you mean it. Say, I'm God's handiwork. Yeah, we are God's handiwork. See, God, even though we feel like he can't use us, he, he, he wouldn't want to. No, God says, you're my handiwork. You're my masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do what? To do the good works that he's prepared for you in advance, for me in advance. God's prepared gifts. He's put dreams inside of each and every one of us that he's prepared us in advance to do. That's the amazing news. And he says this in Matthew. God says this about you and about me. He said, and a voice from heaven said, this is my son in whom I love and with him I am well pleased. And he says that about you and about me. He says that you are my son. You are my daughter in whom I love, in whom I'm well pleased. I can use you, and I will use you. 
And God has made you and me for such a time as this. For such a time as this. And he wants us to dream big. He wants us to dream so much bigger, just like Denzel says. Come on. Dream big. That's the thing. So how do we do it? How do we dream big? Because here's, here's what he wants us to do. You're probably wondering when it was going to get to this, right? You're like, okay, I'm actually not going to write anything because I'm not an artist or anything. But here's what God wants us to do. He wants us to dream big and take all the limitations off of them. It's like a blank canvas. I don't know if you guys can see this, but it's like a blank canvas. You know what I'm saying? He says, hey, take all the limitations off me. Take all the, the, the limitations off your dreams, all the limitations off of what, who you think I am, who you think I can, who you think about your dreams, about your life, about all these different things. God says, I want to give you the desires of your heart. I put that inside of you, those dreams, I put that inside of you. It's the desires. And he actually says this, Jesus himself says this in, in John, in John 15, 7. talks about abide, abide church. That's our, our main thing here is it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Hold up. Time out, coach. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. That's it. God's giving you those desires. He says, hey, you can do it. I believe in you. If you just take all the expectations off of me, if you just say, hey, God, it's a blank canvas. What do you want for my life? Those desires he's placed in your heart, they're going to come to pass. He just wants you to dream big. So the question is this, how do we dream big? Well, I'm glad you asked. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, we dream big, but the first thing we do is we ask and we imagine. That's what it says in Ephesians 2.20 is to ask and imagine. But this is what we should do. Like my, like my friend SpongeBob says, we got to use our imagination. Like we got to use the stuff that God's placed inside of you and me. And that's where it gets to be fun. That's where God says, hey, like I've placed those gifts inside of you. What, what are the desires that God's placed inside of you? What do you, you want to do? You can have fun with it. And he says this in Ephesians 3.20. He says that God's able to do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Like whenever I heard that verse, I was like, eh, okay, I've known it for a long time, but he's able to do infinitely more, which is incredible. But I realized with this verse, I've had so many conversations with my friends with Pastor Dan, I realized I wasn't asking or imagining anything. Seriously. I was like, you know what? Like I'm good with life. But God's able to do infinitely more than I can ask or imagine. So it makes me think back to whenever I, kid, well, I was a kid, like those dreams I had inside, like, man, this should be fun. Like SpongeBob said, it should be fun that we get to go and we get to, we get to think about the dreams that God's placed inside of you. Maybe it's to start a business. Maybe it's to start your family. Maybe to start a church or to go do the thing that God's given you, your passion, your purpose. That's what he wants to do inside of you. We just have to ask him. We have to imagine. Say, God, what do you want to do? I'm taking all expectations off of you. That's the first thing is we ask and we imagine. And in James, it actually says this. You don't have because you don't ask God. Right here. There's, you do not desire all that stuff. We can talk about that another week. It says you desire, but you have, so you kill. Pastor Dan will cover that. But it says you don't have because you don't ask God, period. So what are you asking for? What are you imagining? Take the limits off God. Have fun with it. 
It's going to come to pass. The second thing is this. It's write it down. And I actually got my handy-dandy notebook right here. And I actually have a bucket list. That's the thing. It's a bucket list. And I have mine right here. Write it down. Habakkuk 2 says this. It says to write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald, I don't even know what a herald is. Um, Herald's my dad's name. Okay, but um, anyway, so that a herald may run with it. It said, for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end, and it will not prove false. Though it may linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. And it's the same about your and my dreams. The stuff that we, the stuff that we write down, the stuff that God's placed in our heart, wait for it. It will certainly come to pass and will not delay. That's the stuff that God's placed inside of you and inside of me. So write it down. I got some stuff. I got like go skydiving on here. Um, I got some stuff like whatever it might be for you. Write it down. Just dream. The businesses, the things that God's placed inside of you, write it down. Have fun. <laughs> it's awesome. Like getting able to write some of that stuff down about going and doing mission trips, going and, and um, I put some stuff about like being in movies. Like it's just random. Like God wants to put those desires inside of you if you write it down. And then the third thing is this. We all know, we all know this symbol. You've seen it. I want you to say what their logo is whenever we put it on here. What's the logo? What's, what's the? Nike. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, it is Nike. <laughs> it is Nike. But their lingo is just do it. And that's the third step. How do we dream big? We just got to do it. We just got to do it. You take a step. You take a step, and I love, I love what the Bible says in James 1.22. It says it in a much nicer way, I guess. <laughs> but it says, and in James 1.22, it says this. It says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Dang. I've been there. I've listened to the word and been like, that's great, and then not do anything about it. And I'm like, okay. I'm in the same spot like three years later. It says, do what it says. So do what it says. And I remember having a conversation with one of my friends. And we were talking about it, and I was asking myself this question. I was also asking him. I just said, hey, if God asks you today to stop what you're doing and to pursue the gifts and the dreams that he's placed on your life, would you be ready? And I, and I, was, I was sitting there. I was like, I wouldn't be ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But would you be ready if God said, hey, that thing that I've been calling, I put on your life that long ago that needs to be revived, would you be ready? Are you kind of holding back? What's that one step that you can take? What's that one step? Maybe it's praying for your future spouse. Maybe it's whatever it might be. Take that step. And then the last thing is this. The last thing of how to dream big. After we're asking, after we're writing it down, after we're doing it, we're taking steps. It's awesome. The last thing is the most important. It's just surrender. Be open-handed. Because God's the one who gives us these dreams. And it says this in Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. And I love this verse because we can put our dreams in there. Unless the Lord builds your dreams, we're going to labor in vain. Unless the Lord builds your dreams, we're going to labor in vain. And Matthew says to seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. He says, I got you. God can use you, and he will use you. 
So we dream big. We take off all the expectations. We say, God, what do you want? I'm here for you. All the limitations, all the expectations, it's a blank canvas. And he wants you to do it. But here's the reason why. You're probably wondering, okay, why? Why would, why would God give me all these desires? Is it for myself? That's, that's kind of how it was like stay away. Like I, I heard growing up, don't like the, the Bible's not prosperity gospel. So I was on the other end of the ditch where I didn't ask for anything. And so I was like, okay, why, why is it that God wants us to ask? Why is it that God wants us to use us and dream big? I'm also glad you asked. <laughs> in Acts, it says this. There's a huge long verse, and it says that God, it says your sons and your daughters will prophesy. It says your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And at the very end of the verse, it goes through all this, and it says, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's why he wants us to dream. Because the gifts that he placed inside of you and me, they're not just for us. Yes, God loves us. He's a good heavenly father. He wants to bless us. But at the same time, he wants us to use it for other people. He wants us to say, what about your family? What about your friends? What about your, your neighborhood? What about your city? Your church? God wants to use those gifts that he's placed inside of you for everybody else so that people can look and say, hey, you know what? I see Caleb's life. And Caleb lives such an abundant life. And God's hand is certainly on his life because there's no other explanation. There's no other explanation. And that's why I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of his family. I want to dream big. And the coolest news of all is that we get to have that today. That we get to be a part of the ultimate dream, which is to be a part of God's family. That's what it's all about. And I think that's why God's given us those dreams because we get to live it out every single day. And so maybe you fall into the category where you think God can't use me or God wouldn't use me. And you just want to be a part of his family. I want to give you the opportunity today. So everybody, let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. If that's you and you say, hey, you know what, Parker? I don't know who Jesus is. I don't know about this dream. I know that Jesus came and he died on a cross for you. He calls you his son. He calls you his daughter. He calls you his masterpiece. And he just wants to have a relationship with you. That's his dream and that we get to be a part of right now. And if you want to be a part of that family, I want everybody to pray this prayer after me. Say, dear God, I believe that you sent Jesus to save me. I believe he died on a cross and rose again for me. Thank you, Jesus, for taking my sin. I am saved. I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Abide Church podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially, or if you're in the Tulsa area and would like to attend our weekly gathering, you can check out AbideChurch.com.